Good afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Coop, and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. I'll keep this brief. Yeah, this is quite a, lo- a long one. It's just about the normal size, I guess, for an in-depth conversation. It's with my my good friend, Mass, and we did... I think this the, the people call this a, a share cast or something like that, where basically... I go on his show, he comes on my show too. We kind of do the show together and we talk about something and he puts it out on his podcast at Midnight Mass and I put it on mine, obviously the Spoken Metal Show, to kind of maybe cross over a little bit in case there's people who um, don't listen to my show and people who don't listen to his show. And The premise will be laid out in, in, in a second because we, we, we talk about it there, but it's just a little bit of a, not an experiment, but certainly just a little sort of thing we want to try and do about local uh, the local scene and metal as well. And Masters podcasts really really interesting. Covers a, a wide gamut of topics from everything from the UFC and politics to the fun stuff. When he kind of has a, a movie night where he invites a invites a whole load of friends over and they talk about movies and stuff and all they watch a, watch a movie. Really funny. Um, some stuff is. You know, very, very uh, you know, politically charged and stuff, and mass doesn't hold back, and that's kind of what you want. You want someone to speak plainly or as plainly as they can to try and put their points across, and it's always like a really interesting debate talking to him. This was more kind of music based, but the plan will probably be to go and do something more along his lines. Uh, mass is a stand up comedian, so as we talk about on the show as well. And anybody who hasn't listened to the previous shows he's been on, the last two have been some of the uh, most listened to episodes. So it's really nice that I get to talk to my friend and we get to listen to, a lot of people get to hear that as well. And that's all this ever, ever was, all the podcast ever was, was a chance to talk to our friends and, you know, kind of talk about what, what was going on in the world and stuff. So this is a really good one. This is uh, me and Mass appearing on my show, uh, Spoken Metal Show, and on his Midnight Mass. I'll put a link in the uh, in the bio for all this and a link so you can check it out and I suggest you do. Just check out all platforms as well because the YouTube channel is really good as well. Matt's really, uh, Mass is really, really good at doing uh, the kind of the graphics and stuff and that type of thing so it really looks polished his 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 podcast is way more polished than, than, than this one but please you know as always you know leave your comments and 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 what have you and share this with people you think might might find it interesting it's a really good conversation about a really good sort of collection of gigs that we went to see what you think Good afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Coop and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. Although we may say this is like the Spoken Midnight Massacre. Something that's like that, that's yeah. metal enough, isn't it? Spoken we'll, Midnight Metal Massacre. Yeah, where well, we go to church this time. One more. You know, uh, do we burn it down, Norwegian black metal style? Do I, <laughs> do I set fire to, to, to Massey's studio? Probably, yes. Um, <laughs> so what we were trying to do with, with this episode is something we, we, we kind of... Probably the inception of the podcasts, what we originally wanted to do. We started... Uh, our consecutive podcast, mine, the Spoken Metal Show, and Massey's Midnight Mass, to just talk to our friends about things that we were interested in. And then from the, the back of that, obviously then we wanted to kind of explore topics that were interested interesting to us. Massey comedy, because Massey is a stand-up comedian, and me with uh, metal, because I'm also a comedian. <laughs> but we wanted to kind of explore that, so... Under that, we've kind of manoeuvred this now to be in a situation where we look at particular things, and we're doing a few of these, I'd say, crossover episodes, if you will, like where we, we kind of this isn't a spoken metal show. This will appear on on Massey's Midnight Mass show as well, where we look into something. And one of the questions that was raised whenever we sat down was, "Is there a, a metal scene in Liverpool? Is there a music scene in Liverpool? What is it like?" And so in order to kind of spend more time with each other talking about this stuff and see each other rather than not being on social media and actually physically go to shows, we went out. We went out and sort of went to shows. I created a a, a list of, of sort of two or three shows, back and forth with Massey, and then 
we went out to these shows to kind of get a real idea of what was going on out there so we choose venues very small to very large with bands that were unsigned to bands that were signed to bands that were breaking and currently blowing up to being great things and we kind of what we're going to hear now is our views and kind of what, what what we thought was going on and and this should probably be all framed under the um the, the heading of is there a live metal is music there a scene? live metal music scene because i thought there wasn't anymore and i think that the mistake i made was oh i just don't go to gigs anymore mm. That time is over for me, and hey, I'm looking at things on the internet instead. Yeah. So people don't do things like going out and doing. And stuff. there was nothing special going on, or or moreover, things of importance. You know, there was nothing like creatively interesting going on. It's all been done. You know, and, and yeah. And also, I talked a good talk. I was like, yeah, we should. Go. I was listening to Spoken Metal mm. Show. I'm like, yeah, go to go to shows. I was like, yeah, mate, we should definitely go. And yeah. I think it was like four months. It took a while. Back it took tour. a while of us of, of yeah. strong arming each other where we were like, what are we doing? What are we? And it was like, are you free this day? No, I'm not free. And this is the this is the detritus and the stuff that, and the barriers to, to get in the way to people going to shows. They're like, I'm too tired. I'm working until six that night. Mate, and- on the day of the show, I was like, I cannot be fucking arsed going yeah. to meet Coop for this. Neither, neither Looking for an excuse. Yeah, we were tired. Got the weather there, was, was like, awful. Yeah. Oh, here's my mate. Oh, I was sitting at home, like, jacking off. But now I'm here with my mate. Not jacking off, but yeah. fine. I'm talking. And yeah. then we went to a show, and I was again like, can't be arsed with this. I'm not. I'm too yeah. old for this. Yeah. But, yeah. It felt what a was, real bad. So the first show. What was the show, first one we went to? The first show was the Jacaranda. Now, to oh, kind of yeah. give you sort of like, to, to describe the Jacaranda to those listeners. I had no idea been. where that show was going to be. That's in interesting as well. that You had no idea that that was a, even a venue. Well, I've done it as, I've done comedy there, but um, right. if you can call it that. But I was like, where's a band going to set up? What are the, the semantics of it? What is, yeah. How is it going to happen? Yeah. Because yeah. cause the first question probably before, is there even a live scene? It is. It was certainly raised that when we did the the music metal conference and, and on numerous podcasts, metal music metal conference. music conference. What the fuck is that? <laughs> How can I, have, I can imagine men sitting round with like there was a woman on the panel. How dare you? Oh, was there? Yes. All right. She fit. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I'm sexist. I can't help it. <laughs> right. Metal music conference. Mm. The metal and conference. I yeah. just don't get. I don't know. Well, it sounds it. amazing, but <laughs> I did fuck? see a great meme where it was like a you know modern uh, metal guitarist, and it was a guy like kind of playing on stage with like fucking blood all over him and stuff, playing this like you know crazy show. And then uh, at the other side of the panel was a guy with uh, you know short hair, looking very kind of almost business like with a laptop and a, and just a guitar plugged into the laptop. And I did think <laughs> you know, metal and the word music conference. Is conferences organization metal is chaos? This, the two of them, it's an oxymoron. The two, the two of them shouldn't exist in the same thing. Could do a good a good promo flyer for it and make it the most metal and conference thing. Yeah. I like the idea of a yeah. guitar. Well, it's almost like the most metal thing to do is wear like a suit and tie. I remember a lot of metal bands way back in the nineties would have suits on, and it was like yeah. the ultimate kind of metal thing was to like destroy the. Yeah. I remember the, the the Great Disturbed video. I think it might have been down with the sickness of the guy going to work and he's oh, in the yeah, office yeah, thing, yeah. and then you open the lift door, and there's all these guys fucking throwing down and stuff and all oh, that mate. yeah i love that that like it was always seen as the, the far end of the spectrum to be in the nine to five office life and then going crazy in the pit like yeah but so Metal the jacaranda is a very famous pub in, in liverpool uh the beatles have massive connections to it and upstairs it's a great pub did you change some things it's in changed there? quite a lot lately, yeah it's, it? they've took some pictures down that people were unhappy about and stuff because it was like you know period accurate and stuff and it was a very much an homage to the beatles it has a fantastic jukebox, by the way. Probably the third best jukebox in in Liverpool. The, Number the, one being, being the Swan. The Swan, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, and so 
but underneath is a kind of a small room i'd say you you'd struggle to get more than 70 people in there maybe it's yeah fucking great room 50 though, isn't it? and it's kind of one corner sectioned off with a stage and when i say stage <laughs> it's not a stage <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, it's it's like a little change in level it's a and raised a raised corner up platform to the rest of the that's, floor that's basically. all it is and there's a bar on one side and the band's kind of gear is there for all to see it's not hidden away yeah. it's very much and the reason i chose is what one somebody she goes is is grassroots and everything it's gorilla style it's yeah. the lowest thing you could play the only way you could play it smaller is someone's front room that's probably yeah, the only yeah. way you could get it if you imagine the uh enter shikari video the uh sorry you're not a winner yeah it's the, it's in that room, yeah. in, in 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 a form of a of a, of a room and so we, we i chose that one and that was uh the jacaranda and it was part of the jacaranda beatdown and this is a promotion run by halfway home promotions this is xander and grant soon doing some fantastic work and Anybody who listens to the podcast will know that I had a podcast where I sat down with them before that. And I so I got to see the show kind of before they, they set up. And, and the plan was I talked to them on the podcast. And later on, I met Massey. We had some food, had some beer, and then come to the show. And my initial thought was, especially when they were setting up, is fucking hell, this is tiny. Yeah. This is tiny. So when we came to go into the show, we come downstairs and there was a sign where you would normally pay for your tickets because one of the bands couldn't couldn't play for some reason and they couldn't get down because the weather was bad and the sign said please give whatever you you know suggest a donation for kind of to come in to keep the scene alive to basically. keep the scene alive yeah. and so we we come down as like people have put put money in it and the band were kind of like everybody was setting up and it was it was, it was full it was chocker with people um, i was surprised how quickly it filled up yeah yeah and it was clearly there was people who weren't in the band and clearly people who weren't with the band, as the, you know, there was a whole sort of clutch of people who were there purely for that. And the whole point of the Jacaranda beatdown thing is beatdown is, alludes to, for the uninitiated, alludes to um, the pit. If you've ever seen pictures on or videos on YouTube of people kind of thrashing around a pit doing crazy round I can imagine houses. you having a slide at the, at the metal conference going, this here is this, the circle pit. Please observe the gentleman looks- roundhousing the other gentleman. Imagine someone pulled a plug on a sea of people. That's what a circle pit is. <laughs> and it's this weird thing where to the uninitiated and from the outside looks like people hurting each other. Oh, it's been so long since I've seen Which in, in reality, it isn't. It is like that, but everybody's kind of given their space to do their thing. If your thing is rapidly punching the air, is fine. If your thing is through roundhouses, is fine. If your thing is will in your hair, that's fine too. All yeah, is my welcome. thing back in those, it reminded me of back in my days where I'd imagine my dad was the oxygen around me and then try and beat the shit out of that, basically. <laughs> and I thought, fuck, I haven't seen this for a long time. Yeah, it's like, uh, how can I explain it to someone who isn't in me- into metal? If you imagine the end of Footloose, where everybody has a bit in the dance battle, where they do like, oh, this guy does a bit of break dance, <laughs> this guy does the robot, then imagine that, but in a metal sense, where everybody yeah. does, as a time where he can run into the middle of the center of the thing while the music is playing and and do whatever dance that they, they have and so that's kind of like the the, the the setup and so the band i think the first band i want a band called law in and this is uh i think it was a, a five piece if i remember rightly and uh you know drums bass guitar and all that there was a guy triggering i think that the vocalist was trigger and the, the drummer were triggering samples yeah and I, as a sidebar to this as well, I took uh, Mrs. Coop with me because Mrs. Coop is also, you know, a, a Massey's friend, long-time friend as well. And it was an excuse for us as friends to get together, have a couple of beers, and watch some bands. Because you don't do it otherwise. Well, you never all that's exactly, get together and yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? It's mm. like, oh, are we going to get get together and like yeah, have we'll a do long it next month. Co- like yeah. chat? And then it's like, well, we're not going to do that. Yeah. And then it's like, well, let's just go and watch a show. And then before you know it, you're connecting with people. You yeah. Seen so we years. went. We went to uh, pub first, and we had some beers. And it's always that getting on the same page, catching up, what he'd been up to, and all. Yeah. That. Yeah. Then we went to uh, we went to the Swan. Didn't we? we went to the Swan, yeah. which is almost a rite of passage before you go to any gig anyway. It didn't feel right walking past the Swan. It just did didn't. It? it just didn't. And uh, what was the picture in the corner? And it was like you said, this picture of Charles oh, yeah. Darwin. I said, <laughs> no, it, it was. Uh, I, I, I was... remember thinking, oh look, now I haven't come in here over twenty years. I now realise that the picture of Einstein on the wall is Karl Marx, and you're like, I thought it was Charles Darwin. <laughs> I don't know. I'm being... sure next time we'll realise it's someone it's else, Trotsky or someone. Yeah. <laughs> it was like so we that, and we so we were fully on the same page. And there was, I would dare say, I'll put this to you, it was quite exciting leading up to it because we yeah, didn't know was. What, there was an excitement. Yeah. We didn't know. I'd I'd done some work of listening to the bands beforehand, so I could say t- I sent Massey. Uh, some messages I was like this is a, an example of what it's going to sound like I'd, I'd only I'd limited it to one song and maybe a video mm. just to kind of give you a frisson of what's going on mm. and you would send back and go oh that's amazing but I didn't like this or that's amazing I like that yeah so there was an element of excitement as we kind of um, made our way to, to the show and as we go downstairs and like you say it was fairly it was pretty pretty well packed so the first band strikes up this is Lauren and I think um, my take straight away was just this enormous amount of positive energy coming the from energy the band. The energy was insane, yeah. This is I incredible. haven't seen it forever, I, it w- especially in such a small, confined space. Mm. And then they went for it, and then the crowd gave the crowd of like ten people gave this crazy energy back. And to be honest with you, you know, you could be watching any other band other than metal, and ten people wouldn't fill a place. But with the way people go crazy to metal, ten people's almost too many downstairs. And yeah, 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 yeah. I remember thinking, fuck, I haven't seen this kind of energy in so... It's something that I kind of forgot yeah. about. Yeah. It's kind of a youthful, rebellious... We d- literally, we d- they didn't of... give... A, the, like, the band playing didn't give a fuck to, if, if, yeah. if you like them or not. They're going, this is what we're going to do. We, re- yeah. we feel really strongly about this. This is what we like to play. Here it is. And the crowd were like, we don't give a fuck who's watching. We don't give a fuck if they're signed, bigger band or whatever. We're going to... If we enjoy it... Yeah. There was a removal of, of stigmatism. There was a removal of... Um, kind of like, oh, you can't go crazy. You're, no, 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 no. You gotta stand at the back with your arms folded and secretly judge this doing. band. You know, yeah, I was doing that at the start. <laughs> I was back. like, I was like, fuck, these people are going crazy. And then like, I had like a flashback in like in a movie to like a younger time when I was going crazy like that. Yeah. And then I remembered, you know, months before yeah. me going nuts in the crazy house, where I was also standing like I'm not like fuck. These people are going crazy. And I thought, oh, well, fuck, yeah. you can break through and have a good time without thinking about anybody else, yeah. what people are judging you for or whatever. Yeah, and I forgot about that. The removal of, of, in, of, in, of inhibition, inhibitions, yeah. Of going, oh well, look, I can't lose my shit to this because it's not. Yeah. It's, and um, I think from a music standpoint, what was what was fantastic, certainly about Laura and stuff, was that it was it's it, uh, initially it sounded almost like metal jazz, if you will. There was lots of different things put together. The minute they got bored with a riff, it was like, okay, we're yeah. doing this, and they, very clearly they were bringing in elements from other music. To kind of like drum and bass almost and and stuff like that and kind of techno techno music bring it all together and go well I really like this part I'll take that I really like this part I'll take the other yeah, and yeah. just slamming it together just crashing it together to do it so there wasn't like the you know, the 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 verse chorus verse chorus it wasn't like that it was like a force it was like this is what we think we like did it is you know mm. what I mean it's like uh, they weren't scared to kind of you know hurt themselves almost you know yeah. musically and physically you know. I remember I said to you several times then I was like I forgot about this. 
I remember thinking, fuck, I completely forgot that this shit happened. I didn't think it was happening yeah. at all. Mm. And then you just go to, like, I mean, if you're on Matthew, uh, Matthew Street, what's the name of the road that the swan's uh, on? Bowl Street, Seal Street. Seal Street, I think so, yeah. Anyway, if you're on that street, it's just silent because it was like a Wednesday or something. Mm. You have no idea that just below the surface of that street, there's what a bunch of, on? like, mad people going ape shit yeah, yeah, yeah. to some awesome music. Yeah. And it's the, it's the only time you'll ever hear it in that form, mm. you know? You yeah. never know where these bands are well, going to go. Some of the bands will go on to be totally. massive. Some of them will disappear. Either way, it's never going to be like that ever again. Yeah, you, you, as that goes to bigger venues, if that band... be, I mean, we'll explore that because the, later on we, we go to see bands that started at that point and now we're at another point. But you'll you'll never get... There seems to be a hunt for the underground. I want to hear a band before <laughs> yeah, the literally. world gets hold of them, before social media gets hold of them, before the industry gets older before because you're more a part of the show the smaller you the are show yeah is. most definitely we yeah. were saying downstairs before we started recording that like this the music scene isn't it's like 50 percent about the band on stage it's also about yeah. the atmosphere and the people listen if, to if there's a good and... show you'll see this you'll see every band wants that picture of the show where everybody goes crazy they want that picture of the show that's sold out exactly They're, that's their first thought before even the music because it proves it's almost like a proof in it it's like if almost if these people like it there must be something to it there must be something to to it if all these people have showed up if all these people applaud if all these people are you know are doing a pet song it must there must be some element of what you're doing that's good it's the same with comedy be. it doesn't yeah. work well the audience it just doesn't work yeah. you need roaring laughter i remember uh, you know when i first did it like you know Chappelle was selling out arenas mm. like 15 20,000 seat capacity arenas yeah. i was like Wow. Okay. I really. And the next thought was, I really need to listen to this person now because there must be an element of that that that's gravitating with these people on mass, you know. Yeah. And yes, you could argue it's mass hypnosis that he maybe is saying stuff, but it still could be a load of shit. Just a lot of people are believing it, you know. There's that side of things. But when you when you're playing live music, yeah, certainly a band will 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 almost, especially an unsigned band, if they get a big crowd, that's the first picture you see up. Thanks mm. for everybody for last night. Here's yeah. this big crowd. I did, one of the things I noticed, which was was, was very much a, a, a shock to me, was all the phones kind of went away. Yeah. Did I you notice that? that? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how much that was that the show, it was the show or the fact that we were underground with no signal. <laughs> but through the other shows that we went through, I didn't see many phones either, which is... Not what I expected. Yeah, I thought because the crowd was, and I'd say easily I was the uh, oldest person in there. I know that when I uh, spoke to Xander and Grant, I was collectively older than the pair of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the average age, I would say, was between 17 and 20, yeah. somewhere around that age. And so I expected to see a phones every time a song struck up to be phones. There was none of that. People are sick of it. I think they are. I think, I think it's all in that over, scene. Huh? I think it's almost like uh, like showing your ass out to that. If you get your phone out and start filming someone's intro, people are like fucking put your phone Enjoy away. Them. Enjoy yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. There seemed to be a, the bands weren't going. And do you know what? The other thing we talked about as well is that none of the bands were talking too much about the social media. Oh, by the way, oh, yeah, thanks for on, thanks for that. This next song, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were saying I it'd be funny that. if they were like, uh, I love that. Yeah, it's the most hardcore metal band ever, and then like afterwards, like. Yeah, you can add us on TikTok. <laughs> uh, if you want to see four-second yeah. clips of us lip-syncing to ourselves and shaking our asses, and then uh, you get on my, we're on Teletext, yeah. page three through four, see facts. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, but it was it was interesting because we thought that obviously because it was a younger audience and fully embracing the social media side of things, we thought that that's what it'd be. It'd be like, you know, okay, we're going to film, we're going to go live in two minutes on Facebook Live. 
there was none of that shit. Yeah, none of that. It was all. almost like was if really someone nice. got the phone out, it was like, "What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You should be in the pit. You, you're ruining the moment." Yeah. It was almost. Like, yeah, I just found that was fantastically refreshing. Like imagine carrying a TV, a full-on color TV, yeah. like a box TV. Yeah. And yeah. like when a band's on, you just turn the TV on, and, and you look at that freaking... instead, or you watch the show through that TV, even though the band's <laughs> yeah. standing next to you. Yeah. It's fucking mental. I think that people are spending like we all we're all aware of this now, but I mm. think that that proved to me that a lot of people are like, "Oh, hang on, something's actually happening." and i should pay attention to yes. this thing and be part of the yes you know who's yeah. standing next to me and all this kind it's of it's part of it the yeah. smell the lights the ambience everything is part of your experience of this people always go what's the, when you speak to a chef they go what's the fa- your favorite meal you've ever had and i remember reading about one chef where he was like it's not about the meal itself he said i've had a really good meal but it was in a beautiful environment or it was yeah. on a great day or whatever the whole thing of the, the experience is not just the band it's it's everything that encapsulates that, yeah. that the whole experience um and so the, the band that i think were headlining that particular show was a band called moral slip and i remember them going into a couple of songs and me turning to you were going this is where the next corn's going to come from we're look we're talking about where the next movement is this this is it now they were doing stuff with blending the genres and stuff and blending the stylistically approaches and stuff they were changing what was kind of yes it was heavy and it was metal and it was there was there was beat downs as the as the name suggests but it was also new and interesting there yeah. was new stuff being done. It was like, I've not heard that done that way. Especially some of the triggers and some of the stuff that they were doing with the with the samples. There was there was stuff that was being where me and you would I, I remember at one point an interesting thing happened where you went across the room and I was at the other side of the room. Yeah, I wanted to get a different perspective the, on yeah, it. Yeah. And we would look over at that that moment. The you exact had. moment, yeah. We'd be like, oh, that's I like fucking that yeah, good. Yeah. That's good. It's the thing that you see in bands at the beginning, um, and they're still working out who they are, and then you'll yeah. hear one bit. And, you know, you may not be into all of it. I like the whole energy of the whole thing. I was mm. like, this is great. Mm. But, like, it's probably not music that I would actually sit down and listen to. But then there were little bits where I'm like, oh, that was completely unique. Yeah, I, I like that. it stands out. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, if they just start going towards, like Tom Morello said, like, just, yeah. you know, practice the eccentricities in your playing. Yeah, just yeah, really That's start exactly to that. what it felt like yeah, they were doing. They were going, the okay. Of that. We re- and and surely that's when you want to hear. You know, I I, I cite it all the time on the podcast. That it's imagine hearing Metallica when they were sp- supporting Raven at the Rose Bowl and stuff like that. And imagine seeing a band just before they became yeah, yeah. that band. You know, yeah. when they were playing shows to like Nirvana playing to shows to like 50, 60 people when no one gave a fuck about them when they were supporting like you know the Dwarfs or someone like that. It's like that's when you want to see a band because it's just at the birth of their the, creation. The very, very, the very exciting. Start of it, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like to hear a band when. And they kind of, you know, get hold of themselves and become and, and release that genre-defining album. You know, we we, we want to hear that. But I'd also like to hear the. There's nothing more exciting to me than hearing the, the birth of a, a creation, a birth of a songs, a birth of styles and stuff. Imagine hearing Nevermind before it was released because he played it and, and there's, there's YouTube clips of that. But I'd, what I wanted to, I would want to be in there. You know, when yeah. they did that, like when he, when bands kind of experimented and did it, and we were we were most definitely seeing that. And it was yeah. like people always say, "Where's the underground? Where's the next thing coming from?" And you, like you said, you could have come upstairs and no one would have known this we was going on. No idea it was going. We're That's here why to tell you really that it is going on. Yeah. We've seen it firsthand. We've been to those shows. It is going on. It is out there. Like yeah, and it's so different like, to everything else. Mm. Like if you like that type of music, then seeing it live. Mm is just so different because it's like you say warts and all so you see the reality of that playing and if you're into it you'll like that aspect of it yeah um 
and I know we will like get wearing earplugs and we won't get into the pit like we would have back yeah. in the day but it was fucking great I, we- I really enjoyed I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed it and I, f- I thought the main thing was like, I forgot that this happened this and it felt like a, a part of my life that was over being into this and I was yeah, like oh yeah. hang on I understand all this we're all connecting around it this is fucking great I and, love it another thing I found interesting about that show was the, did you ever at any point feel that anybody was judging anybody else even us and we were the oldest people in the room certainly me did you ever feel that well, you people... look like the oldest i certainly look still Fucking... 23 yeah it's probably right but, um... but yeah i look like someone's dad had come to pick them up yeah um you know but i didn't ever feel at nah, one point where, you know there was no there was none of this well we're the young crowd and you don't belong here there was quite the reverse there was yeah. people going if you're into this we, we don't give a fuck what you look like it wasn't even an issue it wasn't even it, so, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't even, even on people's mind it was like yeah. oh look a load of people are here for this show yeah like, and there was a huge dichotomy of like male female all the we're all kind of because no one give a fuck it was all about like look this is really good if you like it show up if you don't I fuck forgot off. that those people existed yeah. i remember going where are the fucking moshes what's happened i was talking yeah. to jim about it. he was like i think like goths and that was this little thing which disappeared this, this, yeah no no, this, no 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 they're still there <laughs> no no they're most they're definitely still there. still there like yeah, yeah yeah i thought that was fantastic and that was the the, the jacaranda and that was a small venue and we came away energized i think that kind of rolled us into doing the next one we'll be like oh fuck so i was like all right so when's the next really one yeah, I, was, yeah. I was really interested to see what was next yeah after that because for me shows has been oh about even like big bands coming in i'm mm. like i can't i just can't i'm just so lazy the older you get it's so mm. much easier to like you know, you're confident in yourself. You don't need to go out. You've had these experiences. You're like, I yeah. can just sit at home. Well, you feel as though there's no more of these experiences and to have. That, yeah, I've had yeah. them. I've had all... Well, it's never going to be as good as yeah. uh, Metallica in 1990 on the Black Album Tour. It's never going to be good as Sepultura on the Roots Tour. It's right. never going to be good as Somewhere in Time Tour. It's never going to be... It's never going to... Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up. There's not a, fa- a vial that you fill inside yourself and when you've reached the top, you can experience exactly, nothing yeah. great again. It's fucking bullshit. You've just got to... You've just we we did it we got off the couch and we went and did it and it's laziness we kinda, yeah and, and we, fear, I think. we kind of jumped up because it was so good we, you were like well what's the next one and mm. the next one was the revenge of the riff and um, this was i think revenge of the riff number eight i think this was and this is uh matt bonnell's promotion and he it, i i wouldn't say this is mid level now where we're moving to but this is a more um it's it's a bit more open like whereas that one, the beatdown thing was a very certain genre of music, and it fits in a very kind of certain sort of thing. And Revenge of the Riff is a little bit more open, and this was at a different venue. So this was this at the venue Outpost. Was great. The Outpost yeah. is fabulous, named after uh, Outpost Thirty One from The Thing. And inside, it's got lots of paraphernalia of of kind of eighties horror films and it stuff still like says that. Says Maguire's outside, doesn't it? I don't think it does anymore. Didn't it say like it a used name to be of a name of like some Irish place outside? Yeah, so it used to be Maguire's Pizza. So I remember uh, looking for yeah. it in a taxi, and it was like, "What do you mean this place?" And it had like some Irish name. I don't mm. know. They all blur into one. It said Conor McGregor's or something outside. Um, the Blarney Stone. The Blarney Stone. Yeah, some some kind of codified yeah, Irish thing. Like, yeah. yeah, it was something like that. But anyway, go in there, and it's a cool little cafe bar hangout vibe. Yeah. And in the back room, there's a room with no windows, little mini venue. Yeah. Where behind the sound booth you've got all the drums and that. I'm like, oh shit, that's where the. I remember looking at the gear going, what is that drum? Like that that guy's got, it's like a cut off bass drum. And then this band gets on stage and I'm like, oh, that's what. And then when I spoke to the drummer afterwards, I remember saying to you afterwards, like, is it okay if I go and speak to the drummer? And you're like, yeah, of course. And I just expected security to stop me, my old time, and you can't go. Yeah. 
But um, so yeah, 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 anyway, yeah I've jumped yeah, ahead, but no, I fucking no, love that venue. It, I loved it. It's so the so like the venue's like it's tiny. I think that's the the key thing to get from it's tiny. Yeah. And the outpost to the untrained eye, if you don't go past that door, just looks like a really cool hangout sort of venue. It's like, like you say, it leans heavily into the thing. There's quotes on the walls and stuff, but it leads heavily, heavily into eighties culture wrestling and you know Hulk Hogan and Howard the Duck and all these things in the world. It's a fantastic, great place anyway. It does like kind of craft beers and things like that, and it's and it's fabulous. And mm. in in and itself is superb. There's a whole section to the left where the people, the owners, cook pizza, and and I which I think is fabulous. It used to be called McGuire's Pizza Bar. I did a podcast with them where to talk to. See, that's my favorite. Him. That's my favorite episode. What well, other than the episodes I've been on? Um, <laughs> that's my favorite episode yeah, of yours certainly... because it was a place, and they described how they turn that into something else mm. by just, all right, yeah, we'll do this little thing. And they weren't like, oh, we can't have a gig without, you yeah. know, putting, yeah. uh, you know, they had like a plug coming in for one light to begin with or something. Yeah, it, was it, was real the, gorilla. it was the ultimate in gorilla DIY sort of lean into what you think works, even if you can do it or you can't do it, just make it happen. It was a, it was a complete, you know, example of that. And so when you go in, there's like a door to the right, the left is the way the, the, the the kitchen is the door to the right. There's a black chalkboard which has just got the list of the bands that it's are playing that night. Great. We go through the door. It's like down a corridor, and the corridor is like Time Warner, Rolling Stones, pictures of bands on the side. Yeah, yeah. And you you feel as though you're walking into a special. Yeah, And yeah. without sounding too trite, you feel like you're walking into a special sacred place. It feels like it's an area, uh, a whole space of something interesting will happen. To the right, the band's got the merch set up on two tables, completely guerrilla style, just past it where the, the tables are this like massey says there's a whole like you know truckload of gear and outboard stuff and things like that and then there's a small sound desk run by the fantastic ian possibly one of my favorite sound guys on the scene at the moment and he and he's this idea and then in front of you is a room that fits what i don't know if it's 70 people again if it's yeah. if it's 100 it'd be amazing it's more venue style than the other one it's more yeah. like it's like a just a big it's a box, box yeah if you will yeah and at the end of which is it once again not the higher raised stage you could you, if you didn't see it, you could trip over going to yeah. the stage and everything's kind of tightly packed up and this is revenge of the riff and the whole premise of what matt's trying to do is he's pinging a number of styles in now so rather than being just a, a one particular style to, it's pulling from various aspects of the venn diagram that, that surrounds metal and and he's bringing them in so this one was more of an established venue if you will or established thing and then with some bands with a bit more of a broader outlook a bit more kind of a more rock if you will uh thingy and so the first thing, one of the first ones was a band called Target Renegades. I hope to God they're named after the Commodore 64 game, Target Renegades, <laughs> the sequel to Renegade. Yeah. I hope they are. If they are, that that will add points to you. If you've got a video game reference and you're a band, yeah, or a horror movie one. reference... Commodore, yeah, fucking, I, you've got me. 80s. So they, they were fantastic. I, I, I think you remember they played a Nirvana song as well, and and all the rest of it. And they were, they were fantastic, but it really came like the venue talk there's moments when you when you go to a gig where you're waiting for that moment mm. and you you almost kind of when's it going to happen the house lights go down or whatever a band takes the stage and there's a frisson event of energy runs around and you're waiting for that one band i'm reminded of us in being a download going to see static x we thought it was static x oh mate one of the best and worst times ever one of the best peaks and troughs so we, we go into one of the tents that you have at festivals and they're 
fucking massive capacity calling it a tent's ridiculous but and we were, we got the <laughs> we wait to see that again <laughs> we got the, did we get forever. the times wrong or something what did no we do? no so we went in and we got to the sound booth in the middle we put a perfect position perfect position perfect and position. there's a railing around the sound booth just a standard barrier so we sat up i remember just before the band came on we were like oh we'll just sit up on this and we were like oh the guy in the sound booth doesn't seem to be asked to was sitting up on yeah, this. yeah normally get chipped off and then lights go down Four like band members come out and they just do this amazing. Which we should have realized straight away that's an we issue, right? Sh- yeah, yeah. But they just we were just taken aback by just the moment. We've got yeah. this amazing seat, yeah, yeah. And then they do this intro, which we've never heard before, and it sounds badass. Yeah, it sounds and like. And then we're like, yeah. we looked at each other like, holy shit, Static X about to like oh, come Wayne's on, and just about fucking, to walk out. This is going to be the set. Yeah, and divine. Then, the opposite of Wayne Static comes out. <laughs> a woman comes out. Now, nothing wrong with woman on stage, but it's not Wayne Static. It, was, we look, was it, Arch, it Enemy? was Arch Enemy, which are fucking they were amazing. Fucking amazing I mean, but we weren't prepared for we just Arch heard Enemy. Their opener, and we were like, "This is this is some new Static." And they were great. This they were amazing. great, but we, we, we left. It was the <laughs> <laughs> it was the complete because when we, you we were to... expecting Wayne, <laughs> we were expecting Static X and. Uh, it didn't happen and it could have been Metallica and I would have been like fuck yeah it you. could have been anybody couldn't it could have been anybody because yeah, yeah. it wasn't exactly like that but it was just the look when it was like you know because you, you're a distance we and drained, it couldn't be the yeah. more opposite yeah it was like, either could have it was been something the, else the that guitarist we were... from Fear Factory would have could have walked out or a chick you know and it'd be like oh these are two complete opposite ends of the spectrum yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah we were just we just left and then soon after that well a decade after that Wayne died and I think it was because of that night so. do you think it's because he was so yeah I think he was good about, I mean, like, I'm devastated. Like, they, they didn't play that night for some reason, and then you've, you've missed your opportunity. To and see and him. those moments now, you wait for at a show, and yeah. so the, the 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 second band on, and I think they, they were called Avenoir, or I don't know how you pronounce it, A V E N I O R. Oh, these are the young, really young lads. These are really young lads. These were great. And these were you were great. Because, yeah, yeah, because really they were the guys. absolute uh, exempl- exemplification. Of, of a young band who were just fucking going to go. Whether you were there or not, they were going to go. They were going to go go, and every single person in that band was going to give every single thing they could to this show. That was the thing I noticed because it wasn't like, it was at that point in the show where people weren't really engaging that much. There wasn't people a pit were, in so much as we'd seen in the there previous There was a gap show. between the front. I mean, it was a full room, but mm. there was like a gap between people in the yeah, stage. Yeah, that stupid little semicircle of people form because they don't want to be the guy at the very front. At the very front, yeah. But they brought it and didn't give a shit they and they were really that. appreciative of the audience and they managed to get everyone into it. Yeah. That was the amazing thing. It was thing. a perfect example of pulling the crowd in. Yeah, you know, really to the where did. people were like, listen, they, they were very much like, we're going to enjoy ourselves here. Where the fu- you, know, you can either do it with us or fuck off and we don't we don't care either way, but we're going to fucking make sure you do. You know? They were my favourite band that I saw over the three gigs that we went to. Yeah. And it was just, it was a mixture of seeing them at the right time, them turning the crowd around the energy they had their drummer was mm. fucking brilliant yeah, like yeah, yeah. really young dude and he like we were talking about this recently like you don't you kind of miss you lose the mix in drumming live we I, you talked about this a lot yeah actually, i've been speaking yeah. about this a lot because you know played in a bunch of bands over the years and sound is unless you're taking your own sound system yeah. you're at the mercy of the sound guy and the room and just the situation that you're in and do you think that, that we were to, to explore this a little bit further we were talking about uh, the tools required for the job at hand so we were saying hand, yeah. that if you're playing in a small like we saw it in the small room in the jacaranda exactly. the guy had reduced his kit almost i think he had like you know maybe two symbols you know uh, maybe a china and yeah. um, you know really reduced kit because it wasn't going to cut through yeah the thing that i really noticed and this is this is going to inform my playing moving forwards that with with the drums anyway 
is that the only instrument that really cut through was the floor tom mm. and that is because it's the largest drum that you hit by hand now the bass yeah. drum's bigger but it's usually dampened and it's with feet it's not as loud but you can you can pull like four foot down on a with a, a stroke on the uh, floor yeah. tom and i thought oh okay this is why slipknot has so many secondary drummers percussion percussionists yeah. Yeah. so i thought wow you'd almost be better off with a, like i kept thinking like taiko japanese taiko drums you know, those with yeah the big we talked about yeah life. yeah because it's There's nothing it, it doesn't yeah. cut through you just yeah. want that pulse because i found that some of the bands you couldn't hear the driving rhythm which yeah. you need yeah and yeah. they had a bunch of drums and they were doing interesting stuff but i couldn't really hear it mm. cut to avon avon i hope i'm the name yeah right i think yeah. um he had that drum on stage that mm. I was looking at beforehand. And yeah. it was like, af- after me talking to you about it at the Jacaranda gig, yeah. then saying, what's this drum? And then he on stage... He was a perfect example of him doing basically, that. Basically, he had the a, a single-skinned bass drum. Um, mm. And he gave me the name of the drum. I can't remember what it yeah. was. Yeah. He said, oh, the fucking Terminator. Whatever. And I was like, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. The bass drum. Yeah. And he had that to the right of his floor, Tom. And mm. whenever he, he was using that as the main driving beat for the thing, I'm like, oh he's doing the thing that yeah, i was thinking yeah, about this yeah, is that yeah. new generation of people who think about that stuff and that's what just I the approach to him about be, and i'm pretty sure that that same guy will adapt as well if you go okay well you're playing metal to the masses now it's in a bigger room yeah. or you're playing uh, a tent or you're playing whatever and he would adapt that because there are going to be like you know it's, it's all very well if you've got delicate uh, sort of uh, rides and delicate sort of fills that you do and it's not going to come across it doesn't come There's, across it's another misconception it's, it's, it's the same can be true with um, it gets muddied with, with, muddied. with, with guitar so one of the often things that you used to call it California smile on guitar where it's like a, a scooped scoop or you, the mids, you can scoop yeah. the mids the reality is especially if you listen to some Metallica stuff it, when, when the live is they actually bring the mids in and, and mm. recognise that and the best sounds are more are brought them in because it's a sonic real estate if someone's looking after the bass and the low end frequencies you're just going to get lost in that yeah. you need to pop a little bit out of that and, and raise the mids and stuff it's the same thing with it's just understanding what music you're producing and where you are in that musical landscape you know and it's that's why you're a band you're not five musicians playing instruments yeah. because you need to be thinking where do i fit in and that's something that i do di- I, I mean i think that if i got back into it now i don't think i'd audition for a band without my own without turning up with my own PA just for the drums. That's what I'm, I like to just come yeah. and go, all right, then I can completely control all of it. Yeah. Okay, bass drum up a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you need to be completely in control. But that was really interesting that he had that yeah. and that cut through. Really and good, I was really it? impressed with that. It's a really, re- just sonically really impressive that even yeah. Young Banner, just every, I was very impressed by the bassist. I thought he really kind of grasped what he was trying to do. You know yeah. what? What the kind of how he's presenting himself, what he was trying. You know, and I don't think I don't think a lot of it was you know premeditated. I think he just found his comfort yeah. area, not in a bad way. Comfort area, not in a, like a uh, you know he was comfortable, didn't want it to. But he found himself very early on. And don't get me wrong, I thought vocally there was a couple of hiccups there. It wasn't perfect, but when it wasn't, it was almost like okay that I, I, I that was a couple of clams you know a couple of yeah. bad notes it didn't take away it from happens. the experience yeah. it enhanced it yeah, yeah. it enhanced it it doesn't have to be you know guitar effects perfectly mm. placed it doesn't have to be that it can be you know with with a bit of dirt on it and a bit of mistake that's what you want that's yeah. what i'm looking for best metallica gig i ever went to was when lars didn't play and yeah. there was errors because and there was errors because but it made Jordan, it exciting you know and so thing and it was all there were some tropes, yeah, of the old sort of 
metal thing. Like one, the minute he put, he got, didn't he get on, on the one of the, uh, the bassist shoulders or something yeah, like that? Yeah. And the I bassist thought, got on the like singer's shoulders. Yeah, and I thought, oh, that's been done a million times. But somehow they did it, and it was still seen as like yeah. a funny, cool thing. You know, they and were I, having fun, and that makes you want to get involved. Yeah, it's weird. I learned a lot about stage performing that night. That's like, hey, I can take some of this to stand up as well. And yeah. then when I get back into music, I was like, I'll oh, learn from these guys. Yeah. Sometimes it becomes about, you, you just get so focused in the minutiae of being stuff being perfect, yeah. that you forget to enjoy yourself. And that's the most that infectious is completely, part. Like, I think they worked so hard at the beginning to be like, we're going to have fun. Yes, yeah. we're playing heavy music and it's in your face and I'm going to be screaming one minute and growling the next and whatever. But we're going to have fun tonight. Mm. Tonight, we're going to entertain you. We, yeah. You've come to see a band and we're going to do that. Um, highly recommend check those guys out anyway but then like you said previously i thought that was a really interesting moment where you said to me can i go up and speak to the drummer <laughs> i just thought like oh is it is it is it bad etiquette for me to just wander yeah. up there like yeah, yeah, yeah. like on stage while they're putting this yeah. shit and away. there was don't get wrong there was no security there was no, no physical barrier to do it so it was weird wasn't it? it but i was just like it was weird just not being used to being in that yeah. environment but then you i watched you go up and and you were like having that, that conversation, oh you know? <laughs> Fucking moron, like 20 years older than that. <laughs> but it was the, yeah. Trying was... not to say, I play the drums as well. <laughs> <laughs> Trying my best not to say. <laughs> I like your drums. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. No, I, but, liked, I, liked, I liked what that guy and did. And then we the, the headliners were, were Ash and Reach. And, and I think if I had to explain Ash and Reach, they were kind of, um, just before you kind of really kind of break to, to being the next big thing and being kind of on, on set tours and with set management and stuff. Ash and Reach are pretty much straddling that mm. kind of thing there. This is a, they understand completely what they are. They have an album or more of material that they've packaged together you know, in, a, in a fashion that they want. They've got their look right. They've got yeah. the, what they sound right. They know what they want to do. Very, very focused. Very kind of, like I thought the, the both guitarists were great players, really good players. Um, the drummer, I thought she was, you know, had a, just a slightly different slant on kind of how a playing that was interesting enough. And I thought vocally, very, very well put together vocally. There was not going to be any, yeah, no, there. there was no drop, no tear on this one. It was very much of like the next thing for us is playing the O2 and the next year and I thought that that was enjoyable but if I'm truly honest I, I enjoyed having I enjoyed I know, the recklessness for me yeah. yeah and I thought you know the day were very good and there was some there was certainly some great songs and um, going on and great craft in the songs which is something of a lost art you know the ability to build a song up and the ability to have like a grandiose thing and then still pull that off in a small venue I thought was very impressive for them like what I thought was really interesting with the last the very, what were they called the very last man I'm Ash and Reach Ash and Reach was, mm -hmm. I remember saying to you at one point I'm like wow you can see all their influences like really see yeah. it yeah, like you just yeah. Only approach by looking at them. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. There was a lot of towels. Yeah, a lot of their. It was great to see. Yeah, uh, and then they brought it all together and did something completely different to what all their. Which is the were. surely I say this all the time on the show is surely that's the basics of what we're trying to do. Do you take you know elements of Jimmy Chamberlain? You take elements of Joey Jordison and the yeah. things that you and you go, I'll smash these all together. Yeah. And it has to come out as you, right? It has to, you know. So, yeah. and and that was a perfect, Ash and Reach are a perfect example. Of that. Yes, we can see the influences. You can see wear them on the sleeves. The difference is, is that they weren't destroyed by their influences. They didn't just become another band that sounds exactly like it. They were, you could see where they were going. We're going to put these together and come up with something else, you yeah. know. And I thought that was incredibly important. And then, so so that gig also was we, we something else we pulled from it. We're like, okay, well that's not the same as the last gig we went to. 
it brought a lot of things kind of and again we had the conversation isn't music exciting wow i really want to play again we were talking about that i'm gonna go away and write some riffs again and stuff again went back to the woodshed i did i went back and i still am now i went back on my like you know and it was almost what was interesting it was almost like a that's that that's kind of really exciting i like what they do i miss playing like that but there's also another part of me was like fuck you i can write something better i remember thinking i can i can can do something heavier more interesting when we went to the third gig I remember speaking to you afterwards and I was going, like, when I got back, I, like, just a bit of a play around the practice band. I was like, oh, yeah, I can actually play. I forgot I can actually I can, play. I can do this, yeah. Because I remember thinking, it's been that long since yeah. I've played mm. live. It's been a few years now. It was in Sydney. It was the last time I played live. So, what, 2015? So, fuck five now. fucking years ago I played live. Shit. Um, I haven't sat behind it. Did you, do, did you do that gig where you were just playing covers, though? Did you do that? I did that? my mate's wedding, I guess, yeah. like last year. But like, you mean original music? I mean my own. When I'm like, yeah, yeah, trying to make something, create something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting in it how you count something you don't count. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's sitting back and then when we spoke at the gig, I was like, oh, so we could just, you know, we could just go and play again, couldn't we? And yeah. I remember thinking, oh, that this is all over for me. Yeah, you know, like watching bands playing music all of this that's firmly in the rear view and I was like wow soon in like another 10 years I'll be saying oh I used to play the drums why, why is that why is know. there some kind of fucking uh, time frame to this shit I think I think that it comes a lot of it comes internally and you go well the only way this has any value is if I get to this gig and if I make it basically whatever that may be yeah, but then yeah. when I think back to playing music the best times I've ever had mm. is in the practice room with a mate because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a hang with mates when we're playing music is it because of experience and I'll, I'll, let me let me kind of frame this somewhat like the because we've been around so long and i've seen a band make it i've seen a band go from being playing to no one to playing arenas i've seen that I've, I've been on various tours i've seen what the journey is that sometimes that first step becomes more and more difficult because, because you think first step, yeah. yeah because you think well it's a first if you don't know how high the mountain is the first step's very easy if you know that the mountain's very very high and you, and you have to be prepared and you, you, you that first step because becomes crushing almost crushing where you're like fuck i can't write some riffs because then i've got to find this and you put you've imposed all these rules oh if i start writing riffs then i've got to start forming a band and that's that's a pain in the ass to do then i've got to go no, yeah you don't you don't have to do that because the journey is undetermined at that stage that those riffs can just be for yourself if they gestates into something amazing right then so be it but it shouldn't i think you determine the first step i think aim aim lower and achievable is yeah. is, the, is my thing moving forward. Like and my mate got in touch with me. As we spoke about this recently. My mate got in touch with me. He's like he's into pop punk music, which I would yeah. have took the piss out of when I was younger. But actually, I like a lot of that stuff. Mm. And um, he was like, "Oh, we're putting a band together. Do you fancy coming?" And I was like, immediately, yeah, yeah. like, "No, I'm not interested." And then like, and I was like. I started thinking, you know, because I'm going back to Canada next year, blah, 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 blah. Also, it's not my type of music. Barrier, 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 yeah, barrier, Yeah, just set them barrier. all up for yourself. All yeah. the stuff that I always say to other people, why are you putting these barriers up? And then I said, you know what? No, I'll come along and just have a jam with you. Yeah. Now, that's all it's been, a few jams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's been great. And I've been learning stuff. And I'm like, wow, I'm playing the drums again. And it's great. And do you know what? When you go to a different genre of music that you're not that familiar with, you get become a better player. Yeah. And the most important thing is the reason I picked up a pair of drumsticks in the first place. Sorry, the reason I picked up a pair of chopsticks because that's what I did. <laughs> Initially, yeah. Right, was because I wanted to hit things in a rhythm. That's it. Yeah. And then through years, it's all turned into this, you know, oh, making a band and all this other yeah. stuff, yeah. which is not is so far away. These from are what all the real things. These is. are all constraints and social conventions forced on you. Yeah. Because it's like I'm in a band. Have you, all the questions that follow what when you, you say that? Yeah. What have you got a YouTube page? Have you got pogs? Did yeah. You ban a pogs? <laughs> 
You got a teletext? You got shit. Metallica haven't got pogs. Fuck you. <laughs> Just, <laughs> we, I have to explain that joke. I can't. So, what I, joke? What, what, it's a joke. It's not the nice a joke. <laughs> it's, it's the when it came to, came to Massey, he was like, he goes, oh, by the way, you, you give me some stickers um, previously, and now he give me... See, I, I don't, still don't know what the fuck this is. You don't so, know what pogs I are? I don't know what pogs are. Look. They passed me by. Okay, so did you... So I got a pog in. I'll, I'll put a picture up. It's a, it's a circular... don't know what pogs are. No, I don't fucking know. So there must be someone else. That is, it's, a cir- it's a circular oh, piece of go. cardboard. Well, it's just an arrangement or... of instruments um, <laughs> recorded on a laser disc. It's not that important. With a picture that... And, and, and that's it. What, what am I supposed to do with this? Stick it up your fucking ass. <laughs> What do you want me to say? First off, you've still got Bench of God CD. I have so maybe still put got it with a pile of, yeah. of Massey's failures. Massey's, it's a temple now. It's like yeah, a little yeah. shrine. Um, yeah. No, look. Like, what does it do? Okay, so Pogs. So we've all remember stickers, right? Did stickers. you ever have stickers when yes. you were growing up? Yes, all right. Yeah, okay, I don't know. <laughs> maybe you got like two stickers in your ration book or whatever you have, <laughs> right? But like trading cards, baseball yes. cards, stickers, whatever okay. it may be. Right. Pog was the ultimate form of this. Mm. The ultimate form because it was a collectible thing mm. that you gambled with, as in you went to the shop ah. and bought a packet of them. It's like the loot crate. Like, what, what why am I going to get? Well, I, I, all, I suppose all, all I'm wondering is why is it... I had this vision that it's some kind of... You do something with it. Like you do, yeah, you okay. do. So normally with stickers, you can stick them in a sticker book or you can put them on whatever. Yeah, yeah. Trading cards, it's just about the trading and collecting. Yes. You've got all that with Pogs, but it's also a game. Okay, right? so what's so the, the way game? the game works works is uh, let's say you don't need to do this with your swap so let's say we've got our collection of pogs so we've got like there's like a hundred and i've got 12 of like number four or whatever right bring them to school or band practice or work or a conference whatever (laughs) it's not limited to age and what you do with pogs is you could just trade them or you can play the game the game is you stack up an equal number of pogs so let's say i'll play I'll, i'll tell you what you put in number 12, right. and I'll, 12 is worth three of number five. Okay. So I'll gamble with you. We put them in a stack, and then you have a slammer or a keeny, okay. which is a plastic, heavy plastic one. And you've got to hit it and try and flip as many of them over as you can. You take ah, turns. Okay. When you flip them over, you keep those pogs. Which do you keep? The you ones keep the that ones are like, which are flipped over. What, what, no, but what's the side? Because one side's a picture and one yeah, side's a Yeah, so one side's a picture. The other side has like the brand of the pog and the okay. number. So mine says Midnight Master Church and number one, because yes. you've got one of, of six pogs that's yes. going to be created. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was the ultimate form of the training ah, collectible like top thing trumps like top trumps that thing. you can play right. and it's a physical skill thing right. and it all originated in Hawaii because they right. had no like going through a recession they had no money and they had like it was milk milk caps basically right. so kids started making games from it and then they just commercialized it so yeah, it was it was the ultimate form, and it was the very last of those fads which I went through. So they don't exist anymore. They do don't you? exist right. anymore. Well, they do. Cause they do because you're keeping it alive. Yeah, got pogs. Yeah, but um. I just, you know, I was thinking just when it they comes don't to, exist and I want one. When it comes to things that you're passionate about and stuff that you like mm. and your child and stuff, I, I just want to recreate certain things. I found right. that the more of those things you do, the more people can kind of connect with it. Yeah. And it's an interesting conversation. And yeah. I'm more, I'm happier to hand out a pog to someone than a sticker and go, yeah, I've got to stick that on your phone. Me, me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just but wanted to make him something. Yeah, because so, it. It, it was fantastic. But I love that, like, yeah, it's like it didn't exist and I'm going to do it. It's like how many bands out there have got pogs? None. Fucking none of them. None, none of them. Pogs, yeah. But you watch this now watches it not that this show's influential at all but the idea is just that you watch how many bands ago you know what uh, we've got beanies we've got those plastic wristband things we've got patches we've got all them how many pogs yeah i'll just i'll just google pod makers set up <laughs> i'll just google pod and exactly. you'll see them start to filter out and then you know what metallica will have them metallica pogs i'd love to i'd love to get metallica yeah pogs. and then you have a, a slammer metallica slammer that makes sense to me currently looking into 3d printing methods for my slammer in the next few years but uh 
That'll come after number six. Wow, that was an interesting sort of. I don't even know how we got onto that. <laughs> I digress. But, um... I digress. But I've got, I've got one of them. It'll be going on eBay, go on, mate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we not even worth the postage. Under, the underground pog market <laughs> <laughs> that happens. So we had one gig with Sir Jacaranda, and that was the the small gig, if you will. That's, it sounds like it's it's doing it a disservice. It wasn't. It was it was a it wasn't intimate, a Turkish gig. It was yeah, just a small intimate gig. Then the mid one, which was Revenge of Rith at the Alpist, and then we go to. Probably the biggest before you get to an arena show. It originally was going to be a phase one, which is like the Jacarandas uh, bigger show, if you mean, uh, if you know what I mean. But that got moved because of obviously demand to yeah, the O2 Academy. They upgraded, didn't they? They Let's upgraded. Pause there, I need a slash. Okay. All right, we're back. Cool. So then, the the last gig was at Loath at the O2 Academy got upgraded from the Jacaranda phase one to... So why did they upgrade it? Uh, demand. So I think, I don't know what the, the cap is for phase one. I want to say 150 maybe. Yeah, can you imagine that? Imagine maybe. being like, oh, the show's sold out. Um, We're going to upgrade the venue because we think, it'd be like, what? Yeah. Oh, this is when that starts happening. Yeah, well, Loathe, um, they're a band from Liverpool um, and it's, it's their metal band. You know, they're, they're currently the metal band du jour that everybody's kind of into them. Deftones and stuff. Of, there's people, a lot of people are name checking them and comparing them to big bands. They felt like they are literally before the, well, they are, in many ways, they already have exploded and become huge. Um a lot of people getting onto them now. I didn't even know they existed until I started doing halfway home promotions and speaking to those guys saying, you really need to check these bands out. Really fabulous band and very much heir apparent now to the scene. Um, you know, when people always talk with who the next bands loathe, very much are. Subsequently, um, people getting onto them to get moved from a venue like that's maybe 150, whatever cap, to the O2 Academy. So now we're up to maybe three, 400 people here. Mm. And essentially, it sells out. Um, essentially, and what, what I mean by that is, there's a couple of tickets on the door, but essentially, it's it's a full place. I couldn't believe how many people were queuing. Well, up this outside. was it. What was interesting is that um, the we get to the venue, we meet up, we get to the venue, and it's freezing cold. But the queue was right the way up the, 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 the corner. The, you you queue up against the wall of of the O2 Academy. And it was right the way up. And I couldn't believe it. Yeah, we were out there for like an hour. Yeah, because it kept because of technical difficulties, well, and everyone stuck around. Well, the, well, the first thing that happened, there couldn't have been more barriers to that show. Couldn't have been. No. So it was awful weather. It was, uh, I think it was a Friday. Man, Thursday. I think I'm out for Friday. There was so many barriers. It was awful weather. Um, the you know, no one knew if it, if it sold out or not. I mean, we, me and you were like, you know, it was woman and Arnold. If we were even going to get there. Yeah, it was and then, Friday, seventeenth. Yeah, there you show. go. So there was there was all these barriers uh, uh, to to go, but still, like you say, people stuck around. I remember looking with you at the, at the queue of people and saying, "You were saying there's no metal scene." Yeah, these fucking people of the metal things, and it was a huge dichotomy of the scene, young, old, everybody in between, everything in between. And so there was, like you say, there was an issue with getting in. So people get there early, thinking, "I think the doors are meant to be up to seven, half seven. and there was. Uh, Still, people there. We were like looking at the watch and stuff. What's going on? You know, and with my vast knowledge of of how gigs work, I was like, they should have opened the doors by now. There's there's a huge problem. Speaking to Zander, who's running the show, I was like, what's going on? And it seemed to be there was problems with the door, like a fire exit, and problems with some electrals as well. They were having all kinds of crazy problems. And one of the difficulties is, is as you move up to a, a bigger venue and a more established venue like the O2. I've ran shows at the O2. I've done all kinds of shows at the O2. There'd be all these weird things come into play. 
Things like you've got to have bar staff who sometimes don't give a fuck what the show is. They're paid bar staff. So you have security. People who are paid don't give a fuck about what the show is. They're paid to be security. So they're just venue. Venue. Venues. They run the venue. Yeah, there's rules. The one show the, is yours. One of the rules is that you have to adhere to fire safety rules. You don't necessarily have that in the smaller. Club. There's no security. <laughs> there's not no. Yeah. Outpost. Yeah. Come on. There's not like. But then it becomes this massive endless list of things that you're going to have you know fire equity you got proper correct lighting this is where the ticket price comes in to exactly. be fair that's exactly that's where it comes costs, in what 17 quid or something to watch that final? yeah 15 16 17 pounds i think the average price of a, of, a, of a signed big act that there's about 23 24 pounds um and that's what you're paying for yeah you, you, you to have a building and maintain that amount of people there's got to be a safety and people always get down on that and be like oh the price of tickets but you have to understand where that's going the light show is going to be better. I think we can both agree the light show there was fucking amazing. Yeah. You know, you've got you're paying for, you know, the fact that there's proper beer, if you will. There's the proper you're paying for the fact that if someone starts a fight and it's not to do with the pit and there's trouble, the security can get involved. You're yeah. praying that if there is a fire or if there's something there's a problem, you can get out and you won't get killed. Liability you know? goes up with the more people. Exactly. You have. There's a whole yeah. liability. So we you know, I understand why you know you have to wait sometimes. We can't open a fire door. Sorry, that's going to be one of the problems that the, that gig faced is that the people that go to the O2 Academy from over the water, which we are at the, the Whittle Peninsula, over the water from Liverpool, is that the last trains, another barrier, means that people are like looking at the watch at about half ten and going, what the fuck? That's what I need we do, and that's what we end up doing. We'll get into that. So there's a lot of people there, and no one was fucking off, and no one was going, oh, fuck this then. You know, there was none of that type of thing. Everybody was just kind of like sticking around. Um, a couple of times, venue came out and said, "This is what we're doing." An electrician turned up, and everybody we get that very British yeah, thing yeah, is yeah. going. And then, what happened is it went from being, "This is something now. This is a thing." This is yeah, it was what weird, wasn't it? What we spoke about it was like, okay, so this is the night. Like you always say, remember the night when everything went right. Yeah. Well, this is a night where certainly everything. I went would argue, wrong. and I don't think Love or Xander or any of the guys involved would say that this was a gig that went smoothly. It did not. It did not. Well, no, didn't we but go from four wasn't... bands playing to yeah. two or three bands three, playing? Three, I think. Yeah. Or it was initially, like, they cut down nearly by half. Mm. I think maybe two bands got cancelled. Mm. And, yeah. like, I'm sure we're going to get into this, but the gaps between bands playing, I yeah. couldn't believe They're, how I long think, it took. Well, what was interesting is I, th- I didn't manage to get to this other show. They did, like, I felt like it was a makeup show. Uh, somewhere else they did uh, oh, that name escapes me but they did like a small very very intimate show I'm talking 100 people intimate show again I think they wanted to see that because it felt like a Liverpool band playing a large Liverpool venue just about to break through but it felt like a baptism felt like a real big thing and it you know it didn't <laughs> on inverted commas go well you know yeah. but we'll get into that so eventually they let us in and um, it's about an hour. It was, it was, I, th- I would argue it was longer, but because yeah. we had enough time to, di- we we broke down the Evil Dead. We talked about a huge amount of things. We we kind of plotted and schemed about what we could do. Yeah, and we were freezing. It was freezing. It was, and people stayed for the whole. Time. I don't think mm. a single person left. That that line was as long as, and there's still people turning up at the end as well. Still, yeah. yeah. So they let everybody in, and very clearly it was full already. Before the band had it even started, packed. it was, it was absolutely crazy, yeah. chocker. So we positioned ourselves as, as kind of our wanted, kind of where the sound desk is, kind of mid sort of thing. And the first band that we're on, I think, that, or the first band that we caught was Fox Jaw, and that's P-H-O-X Jaw. And they were kind of, um, I think it was a four-piece. Was it a four-piece? I think it was. And they were, it was interesting. We're doing an interesting thing, but 
it was weird. It, the drums thing we were talking about. They had the same drum issue, yeah, where you, I couldn't hear. He was. I felt like they had some really interesting stuff. But, and this is just, this is the problem with going to metal shows. This is yeah. what I always joke about. It's like the only people in the audience are men with beards <laughs> and men who think they can be doing better than what you're yeah. doing on stage. So yeah. as I'm there, I'm there because I'm passionate about the music and I just kept seeing space where what, we could have played yeah, around what we're a little bit more. For, I, I would say, I don't want to put words in your mouth here, but what I say I was waiting for is you're waiting for a moment to break you from the thought process of... I. I've been I've been a TM and I've done and I've done like crewing, so I'm always looking lights are wrong, positioning amplifiers. Yeah. As a guitar player, I'm also looking what's his rig, what's his pedals. As you being a drummer, you're looking. I'm waiting for that moment that takes me away from that. Exactly. Because I'm stuck in that you're critique in it, yeah, part yeah. of it. I've critiqued shows, I've reviewed shows. I'm stuck in that, and I'm waiting for someone to smack me uh, 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 upside the head to kind of go, oh, actually, this is amazing, and lose myself in the music. That's what I'm waiting for, because mm. at the moment, I'm stuck in that position of judging. I shouldn't be, and it's wrong. Especially I know, the show's but... bigger. You, the stat and you're paying, you paying, the, there's an expectation. There's an expectation. Of there is. Like I'm paying to come into this, so mm. let me see what you're gonna do. So with one of the bands, can't remember which one, but the lights, the light show was, was out of sync, and Fox I remember Joe. just being like, "Oh, okay, I can see what they're doing, but the, it, your lights guy who's in the booth, he needs to be as on the money as. Yeah. I mean, look, I'd have it all done to a metronome and whatever. Yeah, I'd yeah, just perfectly yeah, yeah. In sync. Yeah, but I want to see. Like, there's no way. John would have been not been out of time with <laughs> John, it. Yeah, John would have been kicking off about that. I'm sure my our friend John. If you're gonna stab your guitar and you're gonna accent a part, I want the lights to move straight on yeah. it. And it was just, I think that that my the, the night was we'd waiting in the cold for ages. Yeah, the ex- as we're waiting, the longer we're waiting, the higher the expectations yeah, rise. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they need to come out like Richard Pryor and fucking kill. And mm. when a band comes out who and they don't do that, all of a sudden you you can't get out of the critical mindset. And yeah. they were a very good band. They were. Yeah, but yeah. There was some real interesting stuff going the on there. The like... reality of putting on a show where people are paying. Yeah. The stakes are higher, mm. so you've got to bring it on all fronts. And yeah. it was interesting talking to you about stage management and show management and stuff like that. I mean, that to me, that whole show seemed like a, a bit of a disaster from that yeah. perspective. I, everyone had a good time. I don't know what went on fully. Never, Probably never will. But it was very clear there was multiple issues very Multiple. clear, very yeah. clear, technically and whatever, um, to the point where I said to you, I said, I my spider sense is tingling. <laughs> yeah. As a tour manager, my spider sense is like, something's fucked up and someone should be getting shouted at or someone should be getting like dragged to do whatever Somebody it is. solve the problems and go, all right, let's, yes. how do we make this work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we yeah. need this thing that's going wrong for the show yeah. to go on? Because yeah. we there had was to leave. A, yeah, had to so, leave. so we get on to God Complex were next and these were... Um, this was like super aggressive and great. I was these were my wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try and get the, the the lead singer on the show because I thought he. By the way, that first band were great. They were great, but it was it, it, yeah. The it's it's thing, all the things we're talking about. Yeah, it's, you go in there for the whole thing, and we didn't nothing get, was. We didn't get point. their show as they would have wanted. No, it. we didn't get that. No, not at all. Um, you know, and they're a support band, so that's kind they're of part up. of the gap. Exactly, is yeah. that you know you you're not going to get your. I think seeing them in, at their own show where they have a bit more control. Exactly. I think they would be fabulous, you know. Yeah. And this isn't like, oh, we can't say any band was shite. Genuinely speaking, all the bands we saw, no, nothing was, no one was shit. Everybody no one was, was shit, fucking everyone incredible. Was good, yeah. 
God Complex for me was 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 a real yeah. You felt the level move, so we were like, they knew what they were doing. Certainly, you know, from a a, a drumming type of thing, everything was there. It was a real force, and that's when you sort of stage diving and stuff and and all that crazy great stuff that kind of went with that. I thought they were fantastic. I thought I'm trying to. I can't remember what uh, some one of the songs that he played. It was a while it was, ago, and it was like a month ago. So. I, I didn't make any notes. That's the other thing I was very careful not to do. Even even though that takes you out of it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Even though we knew we were going to cover it, and I knew we were going to talk about it, I was like, I'm not going to sit here and and make notes. I'm not going to do that because that is a barrier that's going to remove me from the moment. I yeah. didn't have. We didn't have our phones out. We just we just. And I thought God Complex were probably. The perfect they've they've played before I think for halfway home and and beat down and stuff. So imagine seeing them in that small jacaranda thing. That'd be fucking apocalyptic. Yeah. That would be amazing. That so they're the perfect support for Loath. But there was a moment where we were midway through the set and we were looking at the watch and I was like, they're not. No one's running to time here. That's nah. the TM thing. No one's running to time here. We've got a fifteen minute changeover before we get to Loath. They're probably going to play about an hour, an hour and a half. They've got enough because they've got a, a, you know an EP out, and that's who we're there to see. And, and I'm like, this is constant. This is going to be a problem here. And the crowd got onto it. So when God Complex, God Complex come off, there's definitely an energy in the crowd where they're like, okay, right, we're ready for Loath now. Bring on Loath. Now it's never going to be one man stops, another man starts. That's obviously just ridiculous. But you expect a fairly short changeover. The only place as... I've ever seen that was a, a big day out where they oh, had the, yeah. two, the Kerrang stage on that's the side, why they, that's, and it was like yeah. one to the other. It was amazing. You didn't have a you didn't have a break. And the it's reason like, they have that, night. the reason then... they have that is because of momentum. Momentum. You yeah, don't exactly. want to leave a, a crowd kind of like wanting round because once your energies go down, you've got to pick you've them up pick again. Them back up, almost yeah. completely removing the points of support. Having a support. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You, yeah. you want to just you don't want it to be as good as you necessarily, and you certainly maybe don't want to be as loud or have a big enough light show. You want to tear it up till you go. And yes, there's an element of you've got to make sure that people have ebbs and flows. You know, I've run wrestling shows there where you've got to pick the in energies in 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 in, 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 in the one upstairs. The one upstairs, right? The big one. And you've got to do what well, you go. Okay, let's allow people to take a piss. Let's allow people to go to the bar. You've got to do that. So you've got to change overs of 15, 20 minutes is is de rigueur. That's that's kind of what How you do. How long were we waiting though? I remember well, looking it, at my well, watch constantly. There it was, was over a, half an and hour, and the crowd. Did start to get a bit agitated. Yeah, yeah. There was a bit of that. There we was... saw three tracks and I had to leave. Yeah. Well, this was the problem, you know. So we only, uh, you know, so just before that, there was there was clearly people who were who were going. I certainly people saw. I saw, I saw people, people leave, leaving, yeah, and yeah. and I was really kind of worried that you know the there was they were they moved. It was very obvious that the crowd moved from being this is exciting, let's go, I'm ready for load, I'm ready for that, to being this better be good, to being now I'm pissed. You know, there was there was a definite kind of energy from some people at the back there that that was going on. How much do you think the problems that they ran into that night? Mm. How much do you think those problems were created by the last minute upgrade of venue? Hmm, that's an interesting question. It could have been. That. Um, I'm going to say a large amount. Yeah, I over mean, sixty percent. Right? Yeah, no. So because we found out yeah, on the yeah. night. So what you're bringing up is a the 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 problem of movements of of gear and that type of thing and uh lights and stuff like that because you're going from one venue where you you there's very little lights at the phase one to another one where there's very much lights going on then 
the sound of the room where there's an expectation playing in a smaller venue yesterday sound must be good but you play into a room now where it's designed for live music and it's a, yeah there's probably was elements of that and then you've got the unknown every gig's the got them yeah. where it's like well hold on the, the the samples were working great now now they're not working great yeah. well that's how we start track four okay well what do we do it's it's in territory part we'll have to pull it out okay we'll have to do it all that that's that, that's kind of par for the course yes i feel the weight of expectation uh, maybe you know kind of caused some problems i definitely think there was a movement to the venue caused some problems and then there's also the case moving a venue so they could have gone from the o2 to the jacaranda and had the same right problems but bigger venues bigger shows more variables yes i do think that that was a was case i bet they were backstage pulling their hair out i bet they were over some things because you now you know thinking it's like the lead show on a on, on your launch of an album when like the, the people expecting you know the deftones are name checking you and bands are name checking you and metal hammer and karanga all over you and stuff and it's the birth of something cool the weight of expectations enormous now so you get all of that and it, you definitely felt that energy before they came out they, do, um, you, do you know because i remember also saying that like hang on this is also a friday night so people are having this before they go out mm. you're delaying people's night out sorry well. yeah yeah you're totally right do you yeah. know how because we left Three I don't know what in. time it ended. Yeah, do you know, know how it went, it or have you heard from anybody what um, the reception I, I, I've is? I've seen or... videos, and from the people I know that went there, that it was seen as a success ultimately, but it was a, a success against the the flow. Yeah, which which what you really want is a success with the flow. Yeah, you, know, you don't want it to be seen as a victory over bad conditions. You just want to see it as a victory, mm. and. For me, the overall arcing thing came from it was hugely positive. Yeah, okay, that's you good. know, the, and that's how it should they be. Did, they played well. Let's man, face when it; those out. first three songs mm. were fucking yeah. massive. But they, they made comments to it. We've had a lot of technical difficulties, and when a band actually says that, you know, it means something. Then you know, if 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 five minutes late getting on, no one's going to say shit. When a long time getting on, and you know they're having problems, um, you know. They have to if they make reference to it, then you know there's something up. Yeah, you know, did you know that there's something up? And I get the feeling that they come off there going, "We won, but we won against the odds." I don't want to win against the odds. There's a victory and an element of success to that, but this should have been, you know, I I get the feeling, and I don't want to put words into into their to their mouth. And certainly, the make I felt like it was a makeup show. They played a more intimate show. I think the next time they play, they're doubling down. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They're like take maybe a band off the set. Stuff. And let's fucking let's 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 nail yeah. this down. Yeah, let's I, let's yeah. know what venue we're doing before. Because loads were, I think they played one of the last songs we've seen was Seven to Masters, I think, and there was there was some fucking fabulous stuff going on. Mm. It was a beautiful blend of modern era stuff to 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 to, to, to basic metal to like the standard stuff to beatdowns to everything that was in yeah, there. Yeah, they had and an interesting really great sort of production of that i thought they were f- and the lights were just criminally yeah, amazing that was they, they that's hit when you realize down. okay your light guy and your sound guy they are just they're as important as your guitarist and your lead singer we were talking about this we were talking about how the crew is total and everything so the, the, that that guy that's hitting the big stamps for the big parts of the chorus he's got to be on the fucking money yeah. if it's a minute a second out or it's not try- it's got to be absolutely be exactly fucking on there, yeah. perfectly on and you saw that with load you know you get the feeling now they're going to go on their tour and that um, their, their ep you get the feeling now in front of a download crowd at about sort of seven or eight o'clock at night uh, just as you know, it's, they're going to fucking destroy. Mm. The, we've yet to see their great set, and it's due. It's very much due. Coming, everyone up, like, was waiting for all that, all that 
stuff they were playing and people were really it was the energy of a band taking off and i was like oh shit yeah yeah i didn't yeah. know any of the confidence songs, but i was just like fuck i can see yeah everyone fucking loves this it was, and that, it was good it was interesting stuff man yeah real playing it, with but. a real confidence a real like you know we know what we're doing now we, we this is this this is what we're yeah. gonna do and it, and it felt that way and the crowd were like it's i love that when you can barely move and it's and it's people get every sort of hole in the wall they can grab onto and holding on to stuff like that and you know kind of all every packed in i absolutely adore that like you know and certainly visually the stuff that you see afterwards the photos and and, and the videos really kind of lent into that i think that it's one of them where you they're just like fucking they still think i reckon that low still feel that they owe some payback for that yeah, yeah especially for a hometown show I reckon they're going to come back, and I think that's going to be something to see when mm. they play again. They'll be like, "Fuck you!" This time, you know, this time it's going, it's it is going off. We we want to show all the cards on this one, you know. And it was it was a shame, but you know, it doesn't detract from how fabulous the the show was and how fabulous the bands were. And so we got to see the whole sphere there. Yeah, it so, was a full range of shows. It was great. Yeah. I remember thinking like, oh, fuck, I forgot that Liverpool had stuff happening. Mm. It made me appreciate Liverpool again. Mm. You know, I've been like traveling the world forever, basically like, oh, I'm trying to get as, as far away from Liverpool as possible. Um, oh, Sydney's great. Melbourne's great. Bangkok, all this stuff. But then I'm like, oh, shit, there's stuff happening in Liverpool. And there's these venues and especially the outpost. So I can see me just going to the outpost and just having a drink, yeah. regardless of what's on. Yeah, I just yeah. liked being in there. Yeah, and I thought, oh fuck, it's a pretty cool city. I think cool I think the outpost would be somewhere we could do a live show. Yeah, that f- it felt like home. It yeah. feels like home. It feels like somewhere I really you like that place. You yeah. you go in, you'd be like, I could play a show here tomorrow. I don't think we met with the owners. We, uh, I've been to before. Fabulous, you know, they, they got what the what was trying to go on. They, it was very bohemian, and so much as they were like, we're going to do an acoustic jazz night. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna do a metal night, okay. We're gonna yeah. do a comedy night, okay. It felt yeah. like just like it was this raw space as Rollins talks about where any exciting and artistic endeavors can happen. And so the question that overarchs everything we're talking about is is there a scene in Merseyside in the Liverpool metal scene? No. No. <laughs> there is there's there. <laughs> yeah, clearly there is. Clearly there is. You have to go out and see it to know what we're talking about. Yeah. And the, the interesting thing that I that we, we our mate John um, I haven't seen him for like a year or so, but you're in more contact with him than I am. I remember you saying to me that John was like, oh, what are you up to tonight? And you're like, oh, I'm going to a gig uh, with Mass. And he's like, what, another one? Yeah. There was, was a like, surprise off some people. Like, well, you're going to another gig in like a few weeks. And then I thought, well, like when we met up for that last gig, I was like, we're doing this kind of like as an experiment, but are we just going to start going to gigs now? We just like, start, yeah, I yeah. guess we're going to gigs we're again. We're just doing gigs. Yeah, to yeah. the point where now we're talking about things we can do to, to generate content at those shows. It's yeah. like, okay, what can we do then? Yeah. So we're, we're just going to shows now. And it's weird that we, we're, we're talking about it and exploring it when... 10, 20 years ago, we just been doing, doing it, and yeah. it wouldn't have been talking. Someone was gone. So are you going to shows now? What? Yeah. It's just like so. Yeah. You are you drinking water now? Are you it's, breathing it's now? Youth though, in it. Well, that's it's something it, you yeah. do when you're you're not working full time and when you're mm. younger and you're I'm in bands and yeah. I'm doing this. It's like oh, yeah, man. People and plus past decade people are getting more and more all of us we're just more reasons to stay at home. You know, there's a, almost that love of creating barriers. Yeah. What? It's safer at home, isn't it? Yeah. It's... Oh, I've got my news feed, and that only shows me my friends yeah, yeah. that I agree with, and all the things I agree with, and we all are guilty. I of can't being tell you after going to those shows how many connections I've yeah. made, and how many people go, oh, "I saw you." And exactly, and yeah, actually it, seeing people's faces. Yeah, and talk yeah. to people, and they go, "Oh, you, you do that, that 
stupid podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. Or, you know, going to shows and go, and they go, oh, yeah, we're playing this show now. And, and oh, you should get so-and-so on the podcast. And, and, and there's been this massive explosion of kind of people. My list of people that I want to go on the show and my list of people I want to talk about and things I want to talk about just exploded. Yeah. It was just, you know, getting out there, you know, and talking to people generated exactly that. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And, um, like, we're going to go... Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna flip reverse this now. Flip this because um, I've been getting more and more into the comedy scene. Mm. Um, doing it like all over, but Massey has a as a post-it note that says goal one. What is it? One hundred and ten gigs this year. What minimum. number are you on now? Uh, this year, I think I've just done number nine, so I'm actually behind schedule. So okay. I need to, I need to be two a week. But I'm looking based on what I did last year, and it's triple what i did by this time last that's, year so yeah that's a start i have like boosts where like i'll be in toronto and it's like okay i'm doing like three gigs a night that kind of thing so yeah. um but yeah so we're gonna go and check out mm. the comedy scene i'm gonna show coop the similar kind of run is there a like... comedy scene in the northwest yeah. in Liverpool? it does exist and i i i have a fractured knowledge of of, of the comedy scene so i don't know what is out there right. i don't know where the venues are i think they're all a million miles away from me i don't know what to expect in any of these nights it's 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 a almost to reverse the roles if you will because i want to see i'm going in open-minded i want to see stuff my expectation from a show is to be um challenged i want i don't want to see safe Mm. i can watch television if i want to see safe comedy i want to see the edges of the of the map i want to see what what, i'm not allowed to see what people aren't talking about what people have edited definitely gonna see that i want to see that and i want to know that there's there's venues i'm only aware of the the headline venues hot water comedy you know chester and stuff the comedy scene there i want to be in in the pub Exactly. Yeah. I want to be in, in those ones. I want to see that and report back what I think about that. You know, because yeah, I man, think it's that there's... Be interesting. But at the same time, we should definitely find another metal gig to go to because mm. I really enjoyed that. Um, I'd yeah. like to go to the what was that venue we didn't get to go to? The um... one they upgraded from? Oh, the Jack around the Phase One. Phase One. Phase yeah. One's an interesting place because it's like split. It's also like a record store, so it has like records and stuff, and that's kind of mid-level stage uh there's a lot of people going through that place as well like that's become on a bit of a touring cycle that's a it's a great venue there's there's that the zanzibar as well as a show coming up at the zanzibar we need to go to it's really good zanzibar for years one of the best sounds in of all uh there's some there there's some uh, places um in it, dotted in around things, there's like a couple of festivals going on as well uh, inside kind of Baltic Quarter. The Baltic Quarter's got some yeah. great, great venues there. Um, you yeah, need to put it out on the podcast as well mm. that we're going to these shows and then before we do, yeah. before we go, just so these are the shows we're going to, mm. just because I want to meet people. Well, you kind of it's, it's almost kind of putting it out there as well. If you put it out there, then you got to go, you got to go. It, yeah, it yeah. removes the barrier of like, well, well I've said I'm going, I've got to go now. I, one of the things that was like, uh, the, the, the people who are running these shows, I've said. Um, on the, the Facebook page or wherever I'm going and they I've done that so they hold me accountable you mm. said you go is that Choku I have to on this whole Facebook going to you know how it's like oh yeah so many people have admitted that I think there should also be like a register when you get there it's like oh well so you're like so you know what I mean it's like oh it said you were coming and these people didn't well, here's, turn up here's so an interesting full thing. of shit <laughs> yeah here's the interesting I can say I'm interested in a show I can then change it to going to a show I can change it to checking in. I can change it to checking in, and I can say I'm at the venue. Yeah. 
even if I'm not. Even if you're not there, yeah. I'd be interested to frightening. Like, always been there, yeah. Frightening, frightening. Yeah, he, did, he did turn up, and here's a picture. And, and I, 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 what was it? We t- I took a, I had to take a picture of. I was in. I think I was. I was traveling to London. I was doing some stuff in St Albans. We go down to London, oh, yeah. and I put it up post because I was bored at London, uh, Houston, and and you were like that could have been taken. You could say you could say that. And well, I, I said was, to you, "Is this an alibi? Yeah, you're actually doing something else." And I had to, pr- and I, I took a picture. I think I took a picture of me with the London Houston behind me. And you, were, you were like, "That could, that could be taken any time." <laughs> it's been geo time today's but, newspaper. Yeah, and so maybe there is, did, uh, maybe there is some kind of way of, like you say, Reggie, actually, you actually did turn up. Yeah. And, and and I wonder if if you say you're interested, and and you go to the show, or you don't go to the show. I reckon there's, there's got to be some forfeit to that, <laughs> yeah. isn't there? You didn't, you didn't turn up, yeah. You didn't turn up. Okay, if you don't turn up, that means you automatically have to go to the next show, irrespective <laughs> of the band yeah. that's in there. There should be something. It's so easy just because you can you're just kind of go, yeah, I, you know, it's that slacktivism and stuff. I support yeah. this or support that. You, you don't really anybody can click going. It's just it was great. Like so, you're just missing out if you if you want to go and if you said you're interested, then clearly you're interested. You're if you don't turn out. up, then you're missing out on it, and yeah. you know. And, you, I, I and, and, and ultimately, it's like if you say there's no metal scene, and ultimately you say, oh, the, 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 there's not enough venues and all that, you're just fucking wrong. Mm. You're just wrong. And you can't say that if you can't say to me, uh, have you been to it? When was the last show you went to? Was it last week or last month? If you can say you've been to a show, then I'll I'll let you, I'll let you slide. Um, yeah, but if you have been to a show and a local show that wasn't your own band or someone you knew, I knew people in some of these bands who only be being because I'm part of the scene and, and uh, but the, I wouldn't say these were like direct friends or, yeah. and I was and I didn't financially gain from any of these bands or didn't you know, publicly gain from these were bands I hadn't heard of largely for the most part or hadn't heard a lot of their material so I was going because I wanted to see a show when was the last time he did that and if you can't answer that correctly if you can't genuinely say I, I, I went last month or I went last week then you are part of the problem Especially you if are you're moaning about it. Yeah, if you're going, oh fucking, there's nothing new being created. Yeah. But what, have you been out to see? If there's anything new created? That's like saying, I mean, in my house without a window and going, well, it's raining outside. Well, what was the last time you looked? I don't know. I just it says on the app here it's raining. Yeah. Yeah, but what have you looked outside? I don't need to. I've been told. Mm. Hold on. Then that's the problem. And plus, it's also when you go along to the stuff, like even from a selfish point of view. You get inspired to do your own stuff. We mm. came up with loads of ideas about very music ins- yeah, and very- stage performing and stuff we're yeah. interested in. We're like, okay, I can bring, I can yeah. take something from that. Very creatively, co- sort of um, influential, like very much. So every single show I came away, we used also. I mean, we were using the other time to to scout potential venues for live shows. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do. We're all like looking around. Okay, how many people does it hold, and what's the average ticket price? Yada yada yada. We were using it for that, and it was like multi-tiered it, yeah. or multi-level, kind of inspirational and interesting to get stuff from that. I thought it was the whole thing as an exercise was was fascinating, you know. And I, and I like to think that the exercise has now moved into routine. In how so funny is that? The, that like like you were saying when you were young, it's like oh, there's a show on at the weekend. Yeah, let's go. And then now it's like as an exercise, you can get this out of it and all. It's all very adult. It's very but, adult. Yeah. Like, it's just just the way it is. Get but out there was there, get a moment. A there was at least one moment at every show where we forgot all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. and we just enjoyed the music. You yeah, know? I'm and looking forward to doing some more, man. We yeah, should yeah, um, yeah. let's get something in the calendar. Mm. Let your listeners know as well, mm. and come out to a show. We'll be there. So um, what's going to be interesting, and I'm saying this so we do it, is that the next show we're going to do something a little different. Yeah. So I'm going to talk because we're. 
really realistically we're addressing maybe 40 percent of a show i'm talking to bands we're talking mm. about the music they play and the venue and stuff like that that's great but a large portion 60 percent or more is the people that go into these shows yeah. and the actual audience why have we not why have we not took that on before why have we not looked at an that hour before? we were standing outside Long that show yeah. where people were queuing up we could have spoke to yeah. people and yeah. like uh, i've been meaning to do this in town with my podcast go yeah. and speak to people on the street with a microphone mm. about what they think about whatever uninhibited live with Anna we should be doing that outside shows mm. and yeah. talking to people as well so at the next one that we go to I'll be talking to you I'll be talking to the people that listen to this show and, and probably the people that don't about what's going on you know so what do you think about the show and what do you think about kind of the scene and why are you here and not sitting at home you know why yeah. have you come to a show and what barriers exist and how we can get past them and and you can speak about this because it's a massive part of the show that we're, we're not really considering yeah and so microphone in hand yeah, yeah. we will Can't be wait. doing that you know and see how that works and it's gonna be an interesting thing to experiment with that yeah as well. it's, yeah uh, it's as metal as you get and i think but probably the, the next one we do of these because these are kind of almost like <laughs> for versus shows midnight mass versus the spoken metal show which is all this bullshit it's just a it's just one of those ones where it's an excuse for me and mass to get together and talk about things we care about but the next one we may do will be one where we'll talk about the the construction and promotion and and and, and gestation and, and 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 ultimately you know birth of, of of doing your own podcast yeah we've learned quite a lot over the past two oh, we've been doing it around well i've been doing it around two years now it's about it's, the same and you're a bit longer a but bit, um yeah learned quite a lot in that time about it we use the time when we when we get when we meet up a large like 30 percent of the time we spend talking about what we've learned what what are you doing with it and how did you do that and how do you record that and and all these things and we 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 pass back and forth and more often than not Matthew will say to me you know i think you should do this and i'm like of course and and i'll be like well i like this that i heard on your show but i like it when you do this as well and we we go back and forth a lot of times and it and it makes both of our products and both of our things more interesting you yeah. just do kind of feed a feedback loop into it's mad how it started but like oh shit should i do a podcast i don't know everyone's doing a podcast yeah, now yeah. Blah, 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 blah. but it's one of those things that once you get started you learn more about it and you get better at it. Yeah, and yeah. then, yeah, if people are interested and they want to do it themselves, then I'd like to share that. And, with and you. I, when I first started, I was looking, and we'll cover this more in that show, but I started looking, you know, how to start a podcast. I typed that in. Well, and all the weird little problems that you did not really a lot of people, you know, there'd be a lot of YouTubes going, here's how to start a podcast and linking you to this website. It's all that, it's bollocks. Mm. I wanted someone to go, how the fuck do you do this? Mm. You know, to, how, how do you actually, I get that I can do this and do that, but what, what, how do I get off the couch and do it? How do I do that? Because it yeah. doesn't say that on YouTube. It doesn't say, it's, it links out to, this is how an RSS feed works. It, you can read all about that, but you can't read about the, the, the physical action of fucking doing it. How can I, where do I start? What yeah. what do I talk about? And it, they all say the same bullshit. They don't say stuff that I want, I need to know. And that's what I think we want to do and yeah. you know, cover that. And, We've and, learned a lot and there's a load of mistakes we've made over the years. Oh God, years, the mistakes are the best part. Yeah, that's what you learn basically. So mm. you can either learn from your own mistakes or learn from other people. So I think the best people learn from others. And but everyone perfect. makes their own mistakes, so yeah. we'll be doing that next. So, that, so that was that was us. Was is a, a metal scene? I think we've 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 pretty much proved. Of course, there is. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Thanks we, for we taking knew, me along. The, the new we knew there was 
we knew there was it was out there. It was interesting to get a, a different perspective as well. I am so looking forward to the comedy one. Yeah, I'm so looking forward because there's an element so of me knows I can I could I could do maybe five minutes. I know I could do, but I don't I, I don't know what I'm doing. It's, it's it fascinates me. I think comedy is very there's an enormous amount of parallels with rock and roll and the live music with comedy. An mm. enormous amount of parallels, yeah, yeah. and I'm looking forward to being surprised. I want to be surprised. I want to be. Uh, pissed off i want to be challenged i want all that to the, the i'm next... interested in what you think about how shows are run as well yes because um, it's it's fucking all <laughs> over the place i mean you talk about grassroots yeah it is together fuck me when it comes to stand-up it's a person well i imagine i imagine that all the things that are normally the things that i would think about like equipment setup well that's all removed now because Pretty it's just much, yeah. one person and a microphone and I imagine that as many things are removed are as many things brought in. Yeah, to, it's you know, a different thing. There's a different dichotomy. It's a different beast entirely, you know. But so, it's also very similar. It's weird. I'm looking forward to having that coming. Getting a different perspective on it as well. Brilliant. It's going to be really interesting. So that's going to be the, the next show. I'm looking forward I'm looking forward to that. Great stuff, yeah, as always. Um, Massey Radfire, the Midnight Mass podcast, of which this will be on as well. We're going to do... Where we'll both put these on. Yeah, we'll both put it out. Swap that way out. I can they call let... it a swap cast, don't they? That's what they that call it. Is that what the yeah, kids yeah. call it? Yeah, swap yeah. swap cast. Well, we'll call it that, you know, and, and so we can do it both. Because I'm, there's an enormous amount of stuff that Massey talks about that I'm interested in. And there's a tiny thimble full of stuff that I talk about that Massey's interested in. But I think both listeners can appreciate that we're trying to separate ourselves from what we're talking about so we can approach it properly so we can yeah. assess it properly you know not fanboy over if there is a problem and look at that so yeah looking forward to those ones and that thanks very much for taking me to those shows man if you hadn't oh, no. organized all that and i mean even looking up show i was like mark like <laughs> tell me what the shows are because yeah. i didn't even want to look it up yeah so you, you had to literally put that program I together to, for me i had to i had to put it together i had to uh, sort of curate the, the song i had to send you this is the band that we're going to yeah, see all this massively is their helped. song yeah. you know that had to kind of be some something of a gatekeeper you know what though that's going to the way you'll reciprocate that is that you'll go okay we're going to see this guy you, you've done it which yeah. would say about, we're going to see this guy this is an example of their set yeah this yeah. is the type of comedy they're doing and, and i'll be like okay so I've got good some way of kind getting of, someone if you want to get people to go to shows it's a good way it's like okay you get people into the thing first and then yeah you've got to basically now and the, nowadays when it's hard to get anyone to do anything you got to do a lot of the legwork to go i've organized everything so we're going to go this time i'll meet you at this point i've removed all your barriers barriers. barriers here it is and it's going to be very rare that when someone does that you go you go to something or you see something and they're not going to see something exciting and new and interesting and and you listen if you do your own podcast fuck you should be doing this and if you do your own youtube channel or whatever you should be doing this you know there's there's almost a an element of like you you should you have to be doing this you can't yeah. just get away with critique stuff and now you got to you know you really want to support it it creates more you, you have to if you i think if you're doing anything podcast going to a show whatever it may be if you do it as a thing that you're organizing with your mates then primarily you're just hanging out with your mates yeah. which we should all be doing way more of yes. like um and then the podcast i mean this podcast is about this conversation mm. I'm going to put it out to a bunch of people, but that's just a bonus. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is a byproduct of Going to of the show was yeah. me hanging out with you, and yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it yeah. These are things that you do together. It's like playing computer games. It's never about the game. I can't play a computer game by myself anymore. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah. Like, I need to be playing with it's friends. The social aspect the social of it is always it. going to be better with people people yeah. around you. You know, be it a live show to play in, you know, to play in Tekken together. You know, it's the same, it's the same thing. It's like... quite often we're divorced from from our friends because we think we're really interacting with them because we're sending back and forth. Massey as well hates 
our messages are very, very to the point. The you links, asked, the yeah. one-line things, you know, that's about it. Because we, we know that there's an enormous amount of inherent value with, with talking to people and being physically in the moment. And that was what I ultimately what I took from this whole thing. And I'm looking forward into the next thing that we do, like so Ace. So everybody wants to check out uh, Massey's show, Midnight Mass. Um, and and it, and it, talk, it just does not do the best shows are... are, are uh, the ones where it's a group of friends talking are the ones I enjoy the most. That yeah, you do. we've got a variety of stuff. Yeah, there's, on there. there's an awful lot of stuff that, that's current affairs, the stuff where, where Massey tackles like difficult subjects and challenging subjects. And and the best ones, the ones that make me laugh, and that's the true secret to start to understand and learn because you laugh, you almost dismiss stuff and you go, okay, right, I'm, I'm open now and susceptible to opinion. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the great show. So I would suggest if, you, if you're looking to check them out, I would start with those ones and then go to, once you understand you know the situationalism of what's what what massey's talking about then the the deeper shows and the more you know uh, difficult subjects are, are way more approachable uh, but i would take a I'd take a run of maybe three or four of them and listen to that that's my opinion of what you what you maybe you would like so that's midnight mass yeah if you want um, to get a sample just go midnight mass on instagram and you can mm-hmm. see little clips there yeah. with the spoken metal show i highly recommend you go and listen to my episodes because they're the best ones mm. but then after that the one that i really liked is the Maguire's <laughs> pizza one because yeah. it's the first time I've heard from people describing how they did something that they weren't initially intending to do and how they did that gradually without having to plan, really plan something. They removed all the barriers by just doing something. And I think that's what people need to do a hell of a lot more for. That's what your podcast is all about. That's what the difference between people who do things and people that don't. And that's a great introduction into the spoken metal show. That's, oh, that's, the, that's the, after my episodes, that's the one that I go listen to. <laughs> Massey does it. Massey does, does a, like a little teaser thingy there. So I think the only way, the only way I can sign this off is that's enough jerking each other off. <laughs> Let's go and jerk off and cheer. Let's go and Cheers, Keith. So that was sitting down with, with, with Mass on his show, Midnight Mass, uh, to podcast as well as being on YouTube as well. And um, Please check that out and see what you think. What did you think of the show? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Should we do more of those chaircasts? Should there be ones on specific topics? Well, there's going to be some coming up there as well that we're definitely going to do. As always, I've had a lot of messages come through about various things, and I'm going to follow up various kind of types of shows that you like, the preferred. And the next show will be the uh, the recording of me when i was the guest lecturer at liverpool university that was a lot of fun so hopefully that'll be something that'll go up very soon and you can check that out as well as always thanks for listening and i'll see you at the show